Welcome to Can't Make This Shit Up, a podcast by me, Claudia Kilminster. And me, Bethany Rayo Davies. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to episode five (laughs) of Can't Make This Shit Up. Firstly, we'd like to pay our respects and acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Darawal people in which we live, meet, and record on. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. So today's episode is all about breaking the stigma behind therapy. I know this is such a big topic for myself and also Beth. Yep. Um, as we know, Beth's mum's a psychologist, so I'm really interested to see what she has to say today. Um, you know, I think there is a lot of stigma attached to sinking therapy for mental health problems one would think in this day and age that such a stigma would be eradicated by now but actually the opposite is true so we did a bit of research and as part of APA findings above 30% of people say the stigma enveloping mental health services has prevented them from reaching out why is the stigma still around and what can we do to reduce it after all we was we wouldn't hesitate to go to a doctor if we were sick or if we broke a bone, so why are we still hesitating to hesitating to improve our mental health? What do you reckon, Beth? Yeah, for me, when I was younger growing up, um, I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was really young and thankful for that because when we were younger, it was the, I, I probably knew like a very small handful of kids one included my brother that had ADHD um and we were yeah very lucky to be raised the way we were raised um with my mum in the profession that she was in so we were able to be diagnosed when we were younger but like even back then in that day and age oh chili 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 sorry it's my dog she's having a scratch chili is Claudia's dog's name for, for all the <laughs> listeners um but yeah, even, even back then there, there wasn't like, I know so many more people now outside of school and outside of like, you know, church and everything that have been diagnosed um, in adulthood with like ADHD or ADD or mental health issues, whether that be like personality disorders or whatnot. And yeah. it's because when, when I was younger, it almost felt like it was frowned upon. Like even a lot of my teachers, they didn't really know what to do. Um, so I think we're definitely in this day and age now where it is less frowned upon to be seeking therapy and to be being diagnosed with certain situations along the way. But um, yeah, I, I think for me, it's like we're still not there yet. So that statistic to me almost somewhat isn't surprising. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I have been clinically diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and PTSD. What a little trio for me. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, um, I have encountered some traumatic things within my life. Um, And when I was younger and that had happened to me, I was a little bit I never wanted to tell anyone that I was in therapy, you know, like you always think what will people think if they find out if I'm seeing a counselor, what if I'm spotted coming out of like a therapy office, does therapy mean I'm crazy, weak or a failure? Mm. Like this is all due to like cultural conditioning as well. Like this line of thinking is actually quite common. However, it also deters many people from pursuing counselling despite experiencing significant emotional, physical or mental distress. Um, You know, it's a big 
thing. And like, even to this day, um, I know people that are, you know, frontline workers or, you know, work in an office and they do suffer mentally. Um, and they don't, want to go to therapy you know sometimes I'll be like oh have you thought of going to therapy and they're like no I don't need it I think that is still like such a really like is it pride maybe or like ego that gets in the way or are they just scared to admit that maybe they need a little bit of help I think all, all those things come into play definitely for yeah like same to, to just echo what you're saying same I, I think I know a lot of people that have that um that pride I have that pride sometimes I'm like yo I'm so sweet I went through a really heavy um breakup at the end of last year and I was like yeah I'm so sweet and um it got to a point where I was like no actually I'm totally not sweet and definitely need help which is beautiful in itself that I could get to a point in my mind to get there but it definitely like if I didn't grow up the way I grew up I think that my pride would take over yeah and I wouldn't want to um which yeah again like it's something that's so important to do to overcome these battles and to give me those tools in my toolkit in the sense of tools in my brain to know exactly what's happening whether that be rewiring my brain to think differently when my brain is wired to think a certain way um the only way i was able to combat and overcome these things is through something called cognitive behavior therapy so cbt um which is dropping the big guns me yeah yeah i love it yeah i think like for for me it's it's like understanding that there are some amazing tools out there that we just don't know about um within our minds and understanding the way that our minds think as well is super powerful and impactful to help you train your brain almost to think in a way that is going to help you combat these really intense emotions that we feel along the way like like you cause like you've been through trauma in your life and when you go through trauma your mind just it becomes almost like this shock system in a sense and anything yeah, anything could trigger that it's fight or flight like yeah. when you suffer from ptsd it's fight or flight but like we've spoken about adhd and you know what i've been diagnosed with as well but just to clarify like if you initiate counseling this doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a serious mental illness or be clinically diagnosed with something you know instead you could be facing serious life challenges changes or transitions and just need that extra help and that's totally okay like all it's doing is hindering your ability to cope. It points out psychological psychological today, like in turn, this can affect your mental well-being and how you function in daily life. You don't need to have, you know, you don't need to be like, I've got depression, I've got anxiety, I've got ADD, I need to go get help or I've yeah. got bipolar and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, we have, we do suffer from mental illnesses, but this episode is all about breaking down those barriers and be like, you know what, even if you just like, sometimes your friends aren't enough to, you know, I, I know for me, I get to a certain limit where I can get all this advice from my friends, but I need that professional help. I like, I need that extra like hand in figuring out, you know, my next steps or how my therapist would say my mental toolkit, like, I can go into my mental toolkit and do the things that are going to fix me and bring me back down to earth when I'm like going through a rough patch or I'm grieving and all that sort of stuff. So Beth, how do you reckon our listeners should do or how do you think they should overcome fighting the stigma behind things? 
Yeah, I I think we're definitely in a day and age now where seeking help is is definitely more what accepted. Mm. I think is the word I'm trying to say. It's definitely more accepted. I think um, if you feel like you just want to have a chat, like try it out. Go and have a chat. Try it out, and if it if it works for you, that's amazing. And if it doesn't work for you, that's okay too. I think like. It's almost like it's almost like when you buy a new pair of runners almost like you you might try a new brand out and you put them on your feet and you wear them for a week and you're like, "Oh, no, nah, I'm not sure about these ones. <laughs> I wish I wish I didn't buy these runners." Yeah. Um and that's okay like not therapies may not be for everyone, but it is definitely certainly something that is extremely helpful and if you would like to try therapy out like if you're worried about going and experiencing that for the first time by yourself, take someone that you trust. Yeah, get you them can to drive you there. Take someone like yeah, and it takes a while to find the right therapist as well. Like it's very lucky that you get an amazing person that understands you right off the bat. So yeah. don't be disheartened if you walk into a session and be like, "They didn't understand me." That's okay. Like I think it took me about like three therapists to figure to find someone that like understood me like and if you have lived with a mental illness at some point you may have faced blame for your condition I know with me and what I've suffered through trauma blame was a really big feeling that I got and like guilt and you know people like call you names and they may have said oh you're just going through a phase or perhaps like if you only tried harder to help yourself you may be made to feel ashamed of something out that's out of your control. Like this is the power of stigma. It's what holds people back when getting the help they need to get better, which is why I think people push away from seeking that professional help. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's true that the stigma of mental illness has been reduced in recent years. However, the pace of progress has not been quick enough. Like even in men, like the suicide rate in men is higher than it is in women. And I think that's just something that, you know, it's not weak to speak. And, you know, if girls and women and, you know, non-binary folk feel like they can't reach out to anyone, like imagine like a tough bloke, like trying to, you know, seek for help or anything like that. Like I've known, unfortunately and sadly, a few men that have passed from suicide and not many people knew that they were suffering. Mm. Yeah. I Therapy at the end of the day, it's to, it's to help you better yourself and yeah. to un, not, not just to help yourself, but to better understand yourself. Um, yeah, I think I've learned a lot about myself over the last couple of years. And without therapy, I don't think I would understand the way that my mind operates and just the basic understandings of being someone of my age with ADHD and how that affects me in the workplace, how that affects my relationships, how I process my emotions differently. And with that I understand that now which helps me so much and it helps me when I'm dating it helps me to explain and um explain to that person exactly why I think the way that I think and why I process emotions Mm. the way that I process them but without that I wouldn't be at a stage now where I can articulate that in a way that is super understanding for someone who who doesn't have that 
like you call it like you don't have ADHD you've got other things other things um, yeah but like for you to understand me as an individual like you understand me so much better now that you know that I have ADHD so you're like oh Beth processes emotions hard and fast and like I can tell when you are having an ADHD moment now like yeah. when I first met you I would be like what's going on and then now I've learned more about you and you've told me more about your condition I'm like okay she's having a bit of a moment like shall we go like get in the car and go for a drive and listen to some music because I know that's going to help her calm down or like get her mind back into gear and something like that and it's the same with me like if I'm feeling down or I don't want to get off the couch like Beth will come around we'll have a sleepover or she'll put me in the car and we'll go out and get into some nature because she knows that grounds me like Mm. it's all about communicating And even if you don't do that with a therapist, like, please have that communication with the people that you care about, because I promise you that it helps and it will help you guide. And, you know, we're living in a really tough time right now. And it's, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And Mm. yeah. So Claude's like for the, for the listeners out there, for the, uh, but I just had a moment, but, but for the (laughs) listeners out there, um, if someone wants to find out how to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist, how do they go about that? What are the steps that you take in order to be able to do that? So what you need to do for anyone that is considering seeing a therapist or reaching out for extra help from counseling, um, you need to go and see your GP. Um, And from there, you'll sit down with them and ask them to go through um, a mental health plan. Basically, they'll give you like a little checklist and you'll check a few boxes about how you're feeling from like one to ten. And then you can either say that you'd rather see a female or a male, um, whatever you feel comfortable with. And then they'll give you a referral to that therapist. And, you know, it is really good as the um, Australian government does give us ten Um, free therapy sessions that is depending on your therapist but you do get a medicare rebate yeah um i know um victims of sexual assault trigger warning um as some of you know i was a victim of a sexual assault years ago that is why i suffer from ptsd um the government actually has an amazing resource and program that's called victim services and you can apply through that online. Um, basically, you have no time limit. This could this could happen to you, could have happened to you twenty years ago, and the government acts gives you free therapy. So essentially, I have been lucky. I mean, I I'm not lucky because I know therapy is costly and stuff. In that way, that I'm lucky. I'm not lucky in what had happened to me, but I have been lucky enough to have been given the last seven years of therapy free and um you know I'm really thankful for that because when I was 19 I wouldn't have been able to afford to go and see a therapist and work through you know the things that have happened to me so that's kind of how you can go about getting um therapy from a doctor but yeah if you are a victim of sexual assault or um sexual violence um you can apply through the New South Wales government victim services um program and you know what we can um put links and everything in our um bio in our bio yep. for that as well as other resources if you are struggling 
Yeah, and then also financially as well for um, those out there who are just seeking a psychologist to, um, to talk about any other issues, uh, there are psychologists and psychiatrists out there that bulk bill. So um, you can yeah. definitely, yeah, you can uh, look those up as well. Your doctor can also give you those resources too. So I'm only just now having to pay for it, which yeah. um, it's not bad. Like I think my therapy is around like 150 a session and with the Medicare rebate all I end up paying is $70. Yeah. So you know, it's you think about an expensive dinner at like on a night out or you know a couple cocktails at a bar or you know anything kind of that can increase to 70 bucks pretty quickly in this day and age, so it's definitely worth the investment. I think like a couple of steps that people can do is like talk openly about your experiences with mental health educate yourself and others like this is why we're doing this podcast um, episode Uh, be conscious of the language you use to refer to mental health issues as well like um, like also if you are a partner and you're dating someone with a mental health issue or that's going through it if you get heated or anything like that saying things like oh you're acting crazy and words like that can actually cut really deep and um i think that's really good to be aware of as well um Mm. so always be conscious of the language that you use um especially if you know you could be having an argument or something and you call your partner crazy like never do that by the way but um you know sometimes it can slip out um if someone thinks they're being irrational or something um you know encourage equality between physical and mental illness like remember mental illness is a disease just like a heart disease or diabetes you know show compassion for those with a mental illness um and it's okay to talk about it don't be afraid to not talk about it um what about you have you got anything else uh, to add to that i think my biggest thing my biggest thing from this episode is like we're here to help break down the stigma um of of mental health and break down the stigma as well around therapy as well um there's a few organizations that i think are absolutely amazing and one of them that i wear like a lot of my clothing is from there is living.org and all those shirts say it ain't weak to speak um yeah i really like i remember i first i've got one on today i've actually got one on today how good i'll take a photo and put it on the story before we got one on today um but I remember I, I think I met you and you had one of those shirts on and I was like, that's rad. Like, I really, I really um, enjoy that. And like, you know, therapy's taught me a lot of stuff, even like in love. Like for me, like being in a relationship that feels mutually respectful and honoring each other for the first time in my whole life has been completely different to my other ones. Like, and this is happening, like, you know, I'm 28, like this is happening so early in my life and to be honest it's pretty terrifying (laughs) like it's so scary to think you know what it's like to be on a good in a good relationship only to find out that you've been fooling yourself and from therapy like that's how I've learned to know what like real love and you know the brain tricking you does like to know that you have been kidding yourself um you know I would just forever say things to myself well you know it's hard because it's real it hurts because it's real you know when I was in places of my life where I was just making terrible decisions for my head and my heart and when something has ease to it it doesn't mean it's always easy but when something has actual ease to it and something feels healthy and respectful like 
then suddenly you feel like it must be wrong. Like, have you experienced that kind of thing? Like going from, you can probably hear my dog's little footsteps. Yeah, I can. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's just my my kind of view, I guess. I've had different relationships. But going through therapy has definitely showed me that your brain can play tricks on you. And um, healthy love can sometimes be like, feel wrong in a way because you're mm. used to something that isn't quite as easy as it should be it's just bloody confusing like it's, mental health is bloody confusing and feeling your emotions and feeling what you're feeling is almost somewhat your brain sits there and plays tricks on you so it's okay um it's okay whatever you're feeling whatever you're feeling right now while you're listening it's okay it's okay if you feel really happy it's okay if you don't feel really happy um it's it's okay with where you're at and and acknowledging where you're at is super powerful and super impactful Mm. and as soon as you as an individual can understand exactly where you're at and put your hand up and go this is where i'm at i don't feel good today or i feel good today and you act on that and maybe if it's that you're feeling good maybe you go out of your way to drop one of your really good friends some flowers or maybe you go out of your way to buy someone some groceries who might be struggling maybe if you're having a great day maybe that's something that is going to help someone else who may not be having a great day but acknowledging where you're at is is so impactful and then going okay if I'm not feeling okay what am I going to do today what what I've acknowledged that this is where I'm at that's the first step um in a very confusing mind that we have and then actually acting on that and going okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my GP today and I'm gonna go to my GP and I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this and I'm gonna understand myself better because once I understand myself better and I've got those tools I'll know how to make change I'll know how to better myself in the future and I think for me that's really like that's really it it's just the Mm. acknowledgement of where you're at in your life yeah for sure and like when it comes to love like once you allow that healthy love in you'll find yourself being with someone that allows you to be who you are and that's just you know a little bit I've learned um on Mm. my journey but like you know choose empowerment over shame be honest about your treatment um how it is that people can say that they're going for a primary care without being judged yet the same is not true for those heading to therapy the same isn't true for those heading to a therapy appointment you know Mm. call people out for perpetrating the stigma online and in person you know it's it's not cool to be a bully and that impacts like a lot of people's mental health as well um I think really it takes a lot of bravery, strength and persistence to make that first phone call for help. Um, That's the worst part or, you know, the first GP visit. Um, We promise once you've made that move, you will feel a weight lift off your shoulders. And, you know, if you're feeling it, we have great resources in Australia. Um, You know, this this is all about for those at home that are feeling a little bit alone or maybe a bit scared to take that next step to get that extra helping hand um you know we're here with you and it's okay it's it's completely normal I'm such a pro I'm a pro therapy gal yeah I think um I think we might wrap up there but did you want to give the resources for Lifeline 
yes, I do. So if anyone is struggling at home, um, Lifeline Australia's phone number is 131114 or you can SMS them on 0477131114. So thank you guys so much for listening. We love you and our DMs are always open. Our emails are always open, but just know that, you know, you're heard, you're like, you're seen and, you know, you're loved no matter what you're going through in life. Yeah. We love you guys. Love you.